Welcome to the Faith Debate on News Radio 930 WFMD. Online at WFMD.com. I think we're still on HD2 of 99.9 FM. I'm not sure. You can check that out and see if we're over there. You can always stream us, though, at WFMD.com. And you can follow along with what we're doing. One-stop shop. Go to householdoffaithinchrist.com. That's where you'll find all my social media, all the things related to this show, The Faith Debate. My name's Troy Skinner. I'm the pastor of the Household of Faith in Christ. And our panel, our newly comprised panel of experts, we're all experts in something, um, <laughs> The one laughing at me is uh, David Forsey. He's the pastor of the house that meets at David's house. Uh, last week, we heard the testimony from uh, the life story and, and personal testimony and some interesting things about different cultural ways that people uh, court and get married and celebrate those wedding ceremonies with Daniel Rasby. And the week before that, we heard the rather compelling story, the abbreviated version, the abridged version from Imran Raz Razvi. Uh, they both, the Razvies, are involved with uh, a house church, and they are, uh, and uh, Imran and his his wife Tammy founded Conquered by Love Ministries. They have a website, conqueredbylove.org, so you can check all that out. So, why are we doing all this sharing and testimonying, giving our background and all that? Because the voices you're going to be hearing these past couple of weeks, this week, next week, these are the voices you're going to be here for the rest of your life. We are going to dog you. We're not going to let go. We're going to grab onto that bone and wrestle you to the ground. Well, no? <laughs> Selling a little too hard? Trying too hard? Anyway, this is going to be the, the new format, really, for the Faith Debate Show. We're going to have a regular gathering of these voices sharing our perspective on things. And our hope is that over time you will learn what we believe already to be true, that we are trustworthy voices to speak into your life. Sounds arrogant maybe to say that, but we are all deeply rooted in scriptural understanding. We have spent years and years and years studying the Bible, training other people up in uh, the scriptures, raising families to be Christian families. Uh, the combined life experience in this room is probably bordering on 200 years. I mean, I don't know. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot here, and I think that over time you're going to, at the very least, you're going to know where we stand and why. You're not going to get a lot of squish from the faith debate. You're going to know where we stand and why we stand there. We're not going to be all wobbly and punting on hard questions and stuff. And so you've got to know who we are. I feel like we owe it to you for you to know who we are. And so we've been doing that. And so far, you pretty much know who everybody is except for Pastor Forsey. So, David Forsey, I've known you now for, what is it, two years probably, something like that? Yeah, and, it's, it's uh, been two years. And we've had an opportunity to spend some time together and share some stories and that. But i got to be honest, I feel like I barely know you. So I'm excited <laughs> to hear what you're going to share. So tell me all about yourself. All right. Pretend well, I, nobody's listening. It's just you. I, I'm not going to be able to keep up with that, that, that energy that you start every show off with, Troy. So, I can't either. <laughs> That's all i got. I'm done now. I'm going to take a nap. Oh, man. Um yeah, so so I'm David Forsey, and uh, I guess if we're we're looking at my um, my my story, uh, especially from uh, you know from from the you know what, looking and, and seeing what what God has done in my life, um, and uh, you know what what He's doing is uh, that's the thing that that matters, that's significant. Um, so, uh, so I grew up in a, in a Christian home. Uh, my dad was a, a pastor 
and uh, you were a PK. I was a PK. Preacher's yeah. kid. I, I think I was. I think I was spared a lot of uh, some of the some of the typical experiences that uh, the PKs have. Um, and uh, you didn't and, live your uh, life under a microscope. You weren't held to a different standard than the you, other kids. You, you know. Yeah. It's possible that I was. I was just not aware of it. So, you know, I think I think my parents did a good job in, in that respect, whether it was, you know, either, uh, you know, protecting my, my innocence there or, uh, um, you know, actually protecting me from uh And was it a particular denomination your father was pastor? Um, no, it was, a, it was a Bible church. Um, and so my, uh, my dad was sort of a... Sort of a combo Presbyterian Baptist, if you will. So That's an interesting combination. <laughs> well, it all it depends on which which pieces you're putting which together, issues, right? right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> There'd be a lot of different ways to uh, to splice that, but uh, right. so um, yeah, I, I don't I don't remember a time when I I did not. Um, Believe in uh, God or understand that I was uh, a, a sinner in need of salvation, um, you know, or that uh, that, that Jesus was uh, that way to be saved and the only way to be saved. Um, so I, I I have I have no memory of a uh, of any sort of conversion experience, if you will. Um, so, I mean, I, I grew up, uh, I was, I was homeschooled as well. Um, just like, uh, like you, Daniel. So, um, it, you know, I was, uh, my, my life was, was steeped in, um, a biblical worldview, uh, in, um, in the truth of the scriptures. Um, and, uh, so, so yeah, so I, uh, I, I, I certainly, you know, throughout my my young life, struggled would would struggle with, uh, um, you know, with various uh, various temptations. Um, I would struggle with uh, um, with occasional an occasional uh, you know doubt, and uh, and so those those things would would pop up here and there, um, and God was continually faithful to. To help me through each of those each of those times, um, I went to uh, I went to a Bible college and uh, met my wife there, and then uh, we we got married um, partway through school, and we now have, I guess this year we will be married fifteen years. Um, we have five children. And, uh, so we, um, that's, that's sort of, you know, some family side of, of things there for me. Uh, you asked a question of Raz a couple of weeks back about what his, you know, to talk about his wife a little bit. Mm-hmm. So since you brought, up yeah, family, I, 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 I guess we've just, all talked about, you know, where maybe you talk a little bit about where, what was your uh, wife's church background before you guys got together? Yeah. So, um, she her uh her her grandmother was a a solid believer one of her grandmothers and uh you know was a 
a pretty influential uh, matriarch in the family, if you will. Um, so Meg's, uh, you know, she had she had that Christian influence in her life, um, and but but she and her immediate family didn't uh, didn't really attend church regularly um, or uh, or faithfully until she was in middle school. They they had some some family difficulties and uh and so uh so then you know a a a a, a bright spot we've uh we've talked a little bit about uh some of the downsides to, to youth groups um uh you know in, in her particular circumstance she was at a at a small church and the um the the youth pastor's family um you know his wife in particular sort of uh, mentored Megan. And so, um, you know, so there was, uh, it was a small church that she went to. I also grew up in a small church, didn't have, uh, large church experiences. Um, and so, so that, that might be something, something interesting there. And, uh, and we, we also both grew up going to, uh, the, the same church for, you know, for, for all of our, all of our childhood. Um, so maybe it's a, it's certainly a different experience from, uh, some others here. And, um, her, her church was very, very, I'm going to say, uh, a old school country Baptist Hmm. would be a, a good way, good way to describe it. So, um, her, her church was. Uh, very different from my church in uh, in a lot of ways, stylistically mostly, or also theologically. Um, I would say, I would say both. Um, you know, there's certainly it's it's hard to hard to paint a clear picture of of all that in in a few words, right? Um, but uh, st- stylistically, you know, somewhat. Somewhat similar as far as small churches go, um, but uh, theologically certainly very very different. So when you guys got married, well, you were probably maybe your school had had chapel and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. when you first were kind of striking out on your own as a married couple, uh, what kind of a church were you going to at that point early on in your relationship? Uh, we didn't uh, we didn't look to. Uh, to go exploring or, or branch out. We, uh, um, to, we went to the, the church that my father pastored for, gotcha. okay. uh, for the remainder of the time when we were, when we were still in college and finishing up there. And then, uh, then, then after we, we'd both graduated, uh, we moved out to where her, her family was and, uh, um, attended that church and, and participated there. And so when did you have your first foray into like vocational ministry? Um so I became the uh the youth pastor there at uh at that church, uh the church where Meg Megan grew up. And um and so that was uh I, I did that and then I also I also worked full full time in other uh in other uh, another discipline. So um 
Yeah, so that's that's, that's when an they, interesting fit for somebody who a second ago talked about not really being a fan of youth group and all that. So you were the guy in charge of the youth group. I was, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when you do it, you do it right. Uh, I, I I will. I, I'll I'll be the first to admit that I have, uh, you know, I, I've I've not done many things right <laughs> over the course of my life. Yeah, by the grace of God, uh, right. you get through anyway, right? Uh, yeah, and, so, and hopefully become writer as, uh, so that as the years at, go by. That was at uh, your father's church or your uh, or at the church your wife was going to that you became the youth pastor? Uh, that was at the church that my wife was gotcha. going to. Yeah. And then from there, um, help me connect the dots to where we met. How did you get from there to where you were involved? In uh, you weren't the pastor, but you were involved in leadership at a downtown Frederick church. Right, yeah. So we'll we'll get me local here. Um yeah, so we uh we were we were at that church uh that Megan grew up in, my wife. And uh we were there for um probably six or seven years. Uh and then um so I guess a, a little bit of a little bit of the story of of our story leading into that we uh were a part of um we were involved in a, in an organization that was within the the Baptist denomination that we were a part of that um, was very involved in um, helping uh, helping to sort of uh, um, get uh, get get new church plants um, established in their communities, um, and uh, and so. Uh, so church planting was something that was sort of on our on our minds and uh, something we thought about and prayed about um, frequently and um, sort of wondered about you know if there was uh, if we would ever be involved in anything like that um, and then we had a, a, a some good friends of ours um, long story short say we're we're going to be part of a, a church that, that's being planted in Frederick and would you uh, would you pray about coming, uh, coming out to do that with us and being a part of that? And I'm drawing uh, a blank for some reason on the name of that church. Uh, Redemption City Church was right. was that church, and uh, it was there for uh, it was there for about three years. Um, and, and it then, kind of was taken off, right? It, it got to a point where it was becoming like, okay, we're legit, like we're going to make it, like the two year mark. My sense of I wasn't there, but my sense is right. like two years in. You know, the membership was, was growing and it seemed like it was vibrant. Uh, people seemed tight. And then unfortunately through, you know, church politics maybe or personality conflicts or theological differences or a combination there of who knows. Right. All, uh, all, all of the above, probably. Yeah. It just kind of wilted on the vine. <clears throat> and that's yeah. actually when I met you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, uh, like three, three weeks to, to close or something like that. Right. And, uh, yeah, so what's what's interesting is we, um, uh, you know, things had been been difficult there for uh, certainly a number of months, and we'd been been well aware of that. Uh, and so we, um, you know, we we submitted ourselves to God in in, in prayer, and um, you know, just just entrusting ourselves to Him to, um, you know, take us take us where we should go, and. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, so so we were convinced even before 
um, there was any uh, sort of um, sure closing of uh, of uh, of that church in downtown Frederick that we would, um, you know, at, at some point, whatever, uh, whenever that was, that that we would um, that we would uh, do church in our home and uh, and invite people to do that there with us and. And that's what you've been doing the last couple of years. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been two full years at this point uh, that we've been doing that. So now, outside of the church stuff, um, you know, we got a little bit of a flavor about what professionally, you know, as far as income generation, uh, what the Rasvies uh, tap into. So, talk a little bit about that. What do you do? I know. I think uh, I know yeah. some of it. I, I don't know the exact I, I'm title a, for you. I'm an job. arborist. Arborist. That's the word. Yeah. Which is there's still a lot of things that you could you could do there, um, but uh, I'm the uh, I I've been doing tree work. You know, I'm a tree guy. There's, there's your, uh, your, la- your, your layman's tr- term for it. Right. Yeah. So I, I still get to, to climb the trees. And, Is that what that means? Production arborist means off. to climb the trees? I thought production arborist had to do with you trying to save the trees, nurse the trees, take care of the trees, prune the trees, hmm. not tear down the trees and remove them from somebody's yard. Uh, do I misunderstand what that means? Uh, maybe. One of us does. Uh, I, I, I think, I think, I think production arborist means you're, uh, you're, you're, you're producing a, uh, you're, you're out there doing the work. It's a, maybe a fancy way of saying I'm, I'm a working a, arborist. I, I'm a, I'm well, a, what other I'm, kind of arborist is I'm, there? I'm a laboring arborist. I'm a, I'm a theoretical arborist. What are the options? Or you manage other arborists. What's that? Or you manage other arborists. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think the production term is more of a, more of a where do you fit in the business <laughs> sort oh. of deal. So when you get to be, you know, old and cranky like me and you can't climb the trees anymore. Yeah. Now I'll, I'll no longer be productive. <laughs> so then you just be arborist. Yeah, you'll, maybe a, a sales arborist. You'll or, uh... to the level of your incompetency. I see. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I to- seriously, that's all that means is you actually do the work in your production. Uh, we, we'll, we'll all be Googling the term later on now. So. <laughs> I am fascinated. All right, so I don't know. Either the Rasbys have a question that they, they, they want to ask or prod into. Huh? Oh, your mics are on? Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're on. So looks like you, you're leading in a little bit. You have something, Daniel? So so you say you, you are uh, used to small churches. What does small mean to you? Because to Good some question, people, yeah. small means three or 400 people. Yeah, no. So, I, small church uh, to me, growing up, uh, was um, uh, probably just under a hundred. Okay. You know, going over a hundred, we'd we'd feel like we were on our way. Right. You know. <laughs> I, I, I think this small is a, is a really good good thing because the pastor can actually know his flock if it's that. Small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we were. I was visiting a church recently, which is not a home church. But they're actually considering an intentional church split on amicable terms, which is very strange. But the purpose being that one of their bylaws in their congregation is each man over 21 years old has to have a private discipleship meeting with one of the elders every month and so that they can keep in, uh, uh, tabs on the flock and continue to disciple and grow the church on, one-on-one. And that's becoming harder and harder to do because now their congregation is growing so large. Right. There's not enough 
uh, there's too many people for the elders to adequately have a, a great relationship with. So they're considering splitting in a good way, which uh, is something I've never really run across before, but, but it was interesting because of that. And I think that's a really cool model. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. more of a subdivision than a split. The split carries with it, it's like a loaded word, right? You're <laughs> right. Split. They all start throwing plates at each other. They're angry and they it's like a divorce. But this was a purposeful, strategic, okay, we're going to subdivide. Yeah, right. so. This was a stock split, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, with, with dividends. And everything. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was good. Nice. All right. So, but there's not, uh, it can't be close to 100 probably in a house church though, right? So it's even smaller. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, if we're going to start getting into the, the differences between, you know, house churches and small non-house churches, <laughs> right? Yeah, if everybody who's involved in your house church, David, were to show up at the same, because, I mean, you know, people, things happen and you know, yeah. not everybody's there all the time. But if everybody did show up all the time, how many would be cramming into your living room? Uh, there's there's three other regular families at this point, so okay. Uh, Somewhere in the teens, then probably yeah, as far as probably body count. Yeah, under under twenty. Under twenty. Which, I didn't think to ask you guys that question. How many? It, if, if everybody showed up, how many might you it's, have? It's varied over the years. Um, I mean, we've had 50 or plus before that used to be regular, but now it's it's a lot less. Well, 50, that's not your living room. <laughs> yeah, we, we have we have a decent-sized house. I mean, I'm, I'm the oldest of 13 kids, and so we've we've had a yeah, lot actually, of and I And I did, I, I've been to both of your house churches, and so the setups are different. So I'm, I'm kind of playing, because at David's house, it is the living room, and you're sitting on the couches and chairs and stuff in a typical kind of a living room setting. And, you and more than turned, 20 would be difficult. You, you've kind of turned your living room into a sanctuary. Like, there's... It's there's like no furniture other than the furniture you need for church. At least when I was there, maybe you change it over for that day. But on the day I was there, it was basically it was just a. a it's, it's a multi-purpose room. We 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 like to have our house that can be livable, and so you can do all sorts of activities in there if you can rearrange the furniture and do different things. So not just for church, just for anything. It's good to have open space. We're minimalists. We don't like a lot of stuff, although we have a lot of stuff, <laughs> and. Uh, um, when we first started the home church, uh, in our house, it was, we had several families that were coming regularly and, uh, just our family alone is 15 people. So you're looking at teens. I mean, it's just our family. And then you add another family with another eight to 10 kids. You're in the 20, mid twenties. So you've got five families with 10 kids each. Yeah. You're looking at a hundred people almost, right? So, um, we did have a time for about three or four years where we had, close to 50 to 70 people showing up at our house every uh hmm. every Sunday. And then um there were some disagreements on you know really where we're going cuz um somebody wanted to change the music and we're adamant about the music in the church and uh, some of this uh, worship style and so forth and we said no we're this is what we're sticking with and that kind of split and some other people were looking for different things but during that time some the other church that we left had sent a few families to us that was looking for something different, more conservative, more really reaching into the Bible and learning and discipling, and so that's what we were all about. Well, and uh, it's not my turn to share about that sort of stuff, but since we're talking about that, if everybody showed up at the exact same time for the household of faith in Christ, we'd have nine. <laughs> so when we talk about small churches, there's a good question that you asked, Daniel, because that's right. small. Nine is small. You know, hundred. That's that's a lot. <laughs> ten times, more than ten times, <laughs> eleven times. Anyway, well, you've now gotten to know uh, 
that was it two weeks ago, I guess now, uh, Imran Raz Razvi's story, and last week, uh, Daniel Razvi's story, and this week, David Forsey's story. You've gotten to know the, the, the newly comprised panel and their story. Hopefully you got a sense of where their thinking is, where their heart is, what their personality is, what their backstory is, how you might be able to connect and relate with them. Hopefully that'll prove to be fruitful to you as we tackle the traditionally difficult, hard to grapple with issues here on the faith debate. And you'll be hearing my story. You've, if you've been listening to the show for 17 years, you know an awful lot about me, but I don't know that I've ever actually taken a whole show and just shared like my testimony and my story. I'm not sure if I've ever done that. So this will, it's the first time for everything. Unless I change my mind, and we'll talk about something else. No, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. Find us online. Uh, the easiest way to connect with us, one-stop shop, go to householdoffaithinchrist.com. That's householdoffaithinchrist.com. From there, you can connect with the show. You can connect with the podcast. You can connect with social media. You can connect with my email. If you have a question you want us to tackle on a future show, email me. Find my email again at householdoffaithinchrist.com. Thanks so much for listening this week, spending part of your Sunday with us. Till next week, 167 and a half hours from right about now. God bless. 